so many of us are running around like, hey, I make money, but then I have no money. There's too much month at the end of the money, right? And uh, the truth is that you, you just need to, if you don't, you just need to get on a budget. You need to understand the equation. You got money coming in, you got money coming out. If you spend more than what you make, you go into debt. If you make more than what you spend, you've got a savings account in addition to paying your bills. Simple as that, right? Same thing with your metabolism. Have you ever said to yourself that, ooh, I have a slow metabolism. That must be why it's so hard to lose weight. Or have you ever said, I'm older now and it's become so much harder to lose weight. It must be that my metabolism has slowed down. If you've ever said anything like that, you're gonna wanna listen to this episode today. What's up, my friend? I'm health expert, Ted Rice. And we're back with another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast, where we break down science-based information on losing fat, preventing disease, and live a, living a longer, healthier, and legendary life. Now, today we're gonna dive into something so important. So if you've ever struggled, or if you're currently struggling to lose body fat, I'm going to reveal to you the secret, okay? Today, we're going to go into what it's all about. And I say secret because so many people, it's not that it's so secret in that nobody's ever talked about it before, but it's just not the focus of most people. People are like, oh, so do I need to do intermittent fasting, which raises growth hormone and then causes fat burning? No. Do I need to cut out all the carbs because carbs raises insulin and that makes me store fat because insulin is a fat storing hormone? No. Is it that I need to reduce cortisol levels because cortisol levels um, cause me to store fat even if I'm eating less food? Hell no. All of that's BS. B freaking S. All right. I couldn't help myself so passionate about it. And I say it's BS, but I'll tell you, I used to believe in all of that. When I was fat, and I can say that because I was fat. <laughs> if I've been lean my whole life, I can't say fat, right? It's like, it's not PC, but it's kind of like using a racial epithet, but you're that race. So you can get away with it. You know what I mean? So, so when I was fat, I believed that my hormones were the reason that I couldn't lose fat because I was working out hard and eating right. I mean, I was spending my, my whole paycheck at Whole Foods and I was like, what the hell is going on? And I was doing high intensity interval training. I was doing these hard workouts that had me huffing and puffing. Like I'm doing everything right here and I've tried so many things. Why am I, what is going on here? Does that sound familiar? In fact, one of the big obstacles to getting people uh, that comes up when I talk to people. Now, not so much anymore, but when I first started doing my coaching, it's like, listen, I've, I've tried everything, Ted. What are, what are you going to show me that's different? And at the time, I didn't have a good answer. I was just like, well, I'm going to sh show you like the principles, right? And so today, what we're going to dive into is exactly the principles that I teach my coaching clients, okay? My coaching clients who invest a significant amount of money and a significant amount of time. And I'm going to teach it to you for free. It's part of my commitment to step up and start giving you more value, giving you more information that you can use. 
So let me tell you, I struggled with this. And then I said, what are the best people in the world doing? What is it that I'm not doing that the leanest people in the world are doing? Because people who have figured this out and they stay lean all the time, what have they figured out? Is it that they don't eat carbs? No. Is that they track their growth hormone levels and they get autophagy during fasting? No. People were eating ice cream and doing other things. And I was like, how do I do that? Because I eat ice cream, but I still want abs, abs and ice cream. I want that. And so what I learned is this, you've got to understand your metabolism. And the first thing that you need to understand about it is that you are in control of your metabolism. We feel like we're not in control. I just look at a cake and I gain weight, right? That type of thing. And it's, I, I, that, that was kind of more of a feminine voice, but um, guys say that stuff too, right? I've worked with enough men and women by now that I'll tell you, they suffer from the same types of issues. And after dealing with, um, I shouldn't say dealing with, I should say after working with so many people in the coaching program, I'm like, what do they really need to learn here? And it's this, what I'm about to tell you. So you have a metabolism and there's things that put energy in your metabolism. And then there's things that rev up your metabolism to make uh, energy, to burn energy. So you get place, you, you, there's things that add energy into your body. There's ways that your body burns energy. So the energy in, really simple. It's the food you eat, the drinks you drink, the snacks you snack on, the alcohol you drink. And we're talking about the, the ones with calories here. So we're not talking about diet soda. No, but aspartame is like makes you gain weight. No, it doesn't. We can argue about whether aspartame is something you want in your body frequently, but it doesn't get, make you gain weight. All right. No, but I heard that it messes up your microbiota in your gut and then your gut makes you gain weight. No, it doesn't. Period. Okay. In fact, I'm going to ask you, and I'm not going to ask you to believe me on this because I know how much craziness is out there. I know all the people, oh, but Ted, he was a doctor. He was a doctor, Ted, and you said the opposite of what you're saying. Cool. I want to challenge you to put this into play, right? To get results with this. So you've got the energy. So sorry, I'll get back on track now. So the energy coming in, Food you eat, the drinks you drink, the snacks you you have, the alcohol you drink. Then you have the energy going out. Number one is your basal metabolic rate or resting metabolic rate. We, we don't need to go into the difference. All you need to know is that your body burns a certain amount of energy just to keep you alive. The second thing is exercise. How many times you show up and exercise every week? And so the total minutes of exercise and the type of exercise you do. Then there's activity. So those are all the things where you're not working out, but hey, you had to sweep the, like I'm sweeping the floor, quarantine time, sleep, sweep, sweep, I'm sleeping on the floor, no. Sweeping the floor, and I pace a lot on phone calls, on purpose, actually. So again, I'm averaging, I'll tell you right now, because I have an aura ring. Oh, great aura ring. I consult thee for... Thy number of steps, and I don't know if I'm saying any of that right, but it, it sounds funny to me now, so I'm just rolling with it. So I'm looking at my steps. I'm averaging, I'm doing 12,185 steps monthly, 
ooh, last month I did 13,000. The month before that was uh, 12,000. So I'm averaging, I've averaged so far 12,000 steps this month. So what I'm averaging last month was 13,000. So that's an example. Uh, And also there's the thermic effect of food. So the thermic effect of food simply means the amount of energy that gets burnt up during digestion. And some food takes more energy to digest than others. So out of all the things that I mentioned, the food you eat, the drinks you drink, the snacks you snack on, the alcohol you drink, your your resting metabolic rate, your exercise, your activity, the thermic effect of food, which one do you not have control over? Which one? And the answer is you got control over all of them, don't you? You have control of everything. Even the one, the one answer that you could have said is my basal metabolic rate. But even then, you've got some control over it. So let's talk about this. Now, the food, the, the drinks, the snacks, the alcohol, you know you got control over that. So with your basal metabolic rate, you have control over it in the sense by how much muscle you build. Fat actually burns energy too. You just don't want it. You don't want it in excess amounts. You want muscle. That's what changes your basal metabolic rate, but it's not even by that much. So then we get to exercise. Now, the types of exercise and how long, how many minutes you spend or how many hours you spend each week for exercise. So resistance training will help you build muscle, which will affect your basal metabolic rate. If you do cardio, that will help you burn energy. You should be doing both because cardio is extremely good for your health just happens to not be great for fat loss by itself. But I certainly, like for my clients, they start with resistance training. Then I start transitioning them into doing cardio as well, past that initial stage. But I keep them on resistance training and and number one is I focus on nutrition. And then activity. You can be more active. You can look at your smartphone unless, in in fact, you can do what I just did. Maybe you don't have an aura ring. Maybe you got a Fitbit. But even if you don't have any wearable, you can go into your smartphone right now and you can look at how many steps you're averaging. Go into, if you've got an Apple phone, an Apple phone, an iPhone, go into Apple Health and look at how many steps you've been averaging. So my steps per day in Apple Health is uh, I've done 7,456 steps today. And let's see, I've done 8,092. So the problem with using your smartphone, by the way, is that, I, I, for example, if you're like me, I, I don't walk around with my smartphone everywhere, right? Uh, I try to keep it away from, I try, I try to keep it away from my testicles, okay? <laughs> because I don't think, I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but just having it by your reproductive organs may not be the best thing all the time. Okay. So just set it down. Right. Anyway. Uh, so get, get yourself wearable, like a Fitbit jawbone or ring is the best. And you can see how much activity and for thermic effect of food, what you can do is you can that basically, so what, what foods increase the thermic effect of feeding or thermic effect of food? Really simple. Lean protein and fibrous vegetables. Why? Fiber is hard to digest and so is protein. Why did I say lean protein? Why didn't I just say bacon? Because bacon's mostly fat. 
Actually, a lot of cuts of steak have quite a bit of fat in them too. Now, don't get me wrong. I love steak. I ate it for breakfast this morning. That's right. I ate steak for breakfast. Hallelujah. I love it. <laughs> I love steak. I uh, didn't eat much of it in Southeast Asia, but now I'm eating a lot more here in Colombia. So by eating higher amounts of protein and higher amounts of vegetables, so you're, you're eating, think about the meals that you eat every week, every day, every week. If you eat a higher percentage, think about your plate. If you eat a higher percentage of every meal coming from a higher percentage of lean protein and fibrous vegetables every meal, you're going to affect the thermic effect of food. So are you with me so far? We've got the food coming in, the drinks coming in, the snacks, the alcohol. We've got our basal metabolic rate, which the only way we can really do that is by uh, building more muscle. Exercise, which is influenced by how many hours a week we exercise and the types of exercise we do. So resistance training will help build muscle, which will help increase the basal metabolic rate and say low intensity, high intensity cardio Higher intensity is what I should say. Cardio burns more calories than lower intensity cardio. Then we have activity. More steps burn more calories than less steps. And then you've got your thermic effect of food, which is out of all the food that you eat every week, how much of it, what percentage of it is protein? What percentage of it is fibrous vegetables? Are we clear? Cool. Because now we're going to talk about how to figure this out and how to how to make sure that you get results with this. So what do we do with this information? This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Do you want to know a secret that all my coaching clients follow? It's really simple, but powerful. Add vegetables into each meal. But let's be honest, most of us, including myself, don't eat the recommended servings of vegetables and fruits each day. So for those of us who are on the go or have trouble eating healthy, having a greens powder makes it easy to get your greens in every single day, no matter how busy you are. And that's why I use and recommend Organifi Green Juice, a superfood powder that you just add water to so that you can get your greens in even when you're on the go. The best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that it actually tastes great. But don't believe me, try it for yourself and use the code TED20, that's capital T-E-D, the number 20 at www.organifi.com. That's Organifi.com to receive 20% off your first order. But hurry, this is a limited time discount for Legendary Life listeners. Now, back to the episode. So I have my clients track their nutrition. So they know how many calories they're eating and what their macro breakdown is. They know how much protein they're eating, how many carbs they're eating, how much fat they're eating. We use MyFitnessPal to do that, except I, I, I have a special training on MyFitnessPal, but you're welcome to try out MyFitnessPal. So we, we, have, we track, and I, I recommend that you do this. In fact, I'm going to tell you what to do right now. Start tracking in MyFitnessPal, okay? Track your food in MyFitnessPal and be diligent with it and for say, you know, for a week to give you an idea of how many calories you're eating every week and how much, how many of those calories are coming from protein and how many are coming from carbs and fat. Protein is the magic nutrient. It's not about carbs or fat. All right. So that will give you an idea of the energy coming in. If you're old school, you could write it down, but I really don't recommend that. 
just use MyFitnessPal or one of the other apps. Now, for energy out, let's just focus on the exercise, the activity, and the thermic effect of food. So first thing that you need to do is, are you doing resistance training twice a week at least? Okay, cool. Because that's going to help you do one of two things. One, maintain your muscle or two, build muscle. And the good news is if you're really out of shape, it's going to be easy for you to build muscle. The bad news is if you're a workout fiend already, uh, I had a client, Jeff, who dropped 28 pounds with me in 12 weeks. He's even further now, just doing amazing. But during that 12-week period, he didn't put on any muscle according to his... Uh, it was during the, the beginning of the coronavirus thing, so we weren't able to get his uh, a, a DEXA scan again. And so he wasn't able to figure out uh, but uh, whether he gained muscle or not, but he definitely didn't lose muscle. So it can be hard if you're already very trained to build muscle while you're in a calorie deficit, while you're you know eating less calories than you burn. So that is why resistance training is important. If you just do cardio, you're going to lose muscle. So you want to do resistance training. You've got to do it. You have to do it or else you're going to lose weight and you're going to be like, I'm losing weight. Yay. But guess what? Your metabolism is slowing down. Because remember, how do you affect your basal metabolic rate? The amount of muscle you have. And doing a diet can cause you to lose muscle if you don't resistance, if you don't lift weights. Doesn't have to be weights, can be body weight, but you've got to do some type of resistance training. Okay. Are we clear? So you can certainly do two resistance training, at least two a week. Then you have to ask yourself, okay, how much cardio can I do? How many cardio sessions a week? And if you can't do cardio, you better bump up the activity. How many steps can you do every week? Every day is a better uh, one. And out of all the food that you're eating, how much of the food is coming from lean protein and fibrous vegetables? So knowing this, now you can, now you can say, okay, well, I'm eating a certain amount of food and I could eat less. And where do I take the food from? I take it from carbs and fat. I'm certainly not going to lower my protein intake. And so just by doing that and keeping all your exercise the same, you're going to lose body fat. If you're already you know, doing resistance training, you're going to lose body fat by doing that, adjusting your nutrition. But let's say I don't want to change what I'm eating. I want to change the energy out side of the equation instead. So what do I do there? Well, we boost the amount of exercise that you're doing, or we boost the amount of steps that you're doing, or we in increase the percentage of the food that you're already eating, that we increase the percentage of uh, the calories coming from fibrous vegetables and protein. And so what I'm trying to tell you is you have complete control over this. And I know it might be overwhelming and complicated, but this is what I teach my group and they all get it because they're actually tracking their food and they know how much exercise they're doing and they know how many steps they're getting. We use data to drive results. That is why my program works. That is why it works for everyone because these things use data. In fact, the, the big lesson is this, use data to drive your results. Because so many of us are running around like, hey, I make money, but then I have no money. There's too much month at the end of the money, right? And uh, the truth is that you, you just need to, if you don't, you just need to get on a budget. You need to understand the equation. You've got money coming in, you've got money coming out. If you spend more than what you make, you go into debt. If you make more than what you spend, you've got a savings account in addition to paying your bills. Simple as that, right? 
Same thing with your metabolism. It's a little bit trickier because there's a lot, there's a lot of emotional stuff too, but you have the levers to change what you want. In fact, I'll tell you a story of Wayne. Wayne, thanks so much for being an awesome client and for helping me to illustrate this. So Wayne, we, we had him, I put all my clients initially who want to try it on what I call phase one. And phase one is a high protein, low, low calorie diet, and everyone loses four to six pounds on it. And so after that, we got to transition them because here's the thing about phase one. It's great for a quick win. I do it on purpose. I want people to have a quick win in the program because it builds their, it's like, oh, oh shit, this works, right? It's like, oh, wow, this works. And then we have to transition them because you don't learn that much from phase one. You have to learn eventually how to eat in the context of your life, right? For example, if you've got the peanut butter filled pretzels from Costco, how do you fit those into your diet in a way that where you can still lose fat? Because there's a way to do that, but you need the data, the right data to do it. And so what we did, we, we transitioned Wayne over to phase two, which is normal eating. And Wayne you know, but he started gaining weight again. And it, he's like, he told me, he's like, man, I stepped on the scale and I was deflated, which is totally normal. But I said, Wayne, this is no, there's no problem here. So here's what we can do. We can either decrease the number of calories that you eat. We can increase your exercise. We can increase your activity or out of the food that you're eating, we can increase the amount of protein you're eating and the amount of vegetables that you're eating. Which one would you like to do? And you know what he said? He's like, you know what? I'm going to boost my steps from 7,000 to 10,000 steps per day, and I'll see if that works. And I said, that's an awesome choice. Now, I didn't tell, I could have said, Wayne, here's what I want you to do high intensity interval training, right? And that's what I told him too. Like, hey, man, if you want to do high intensity interval training, that's going to burn a lot of energy, but it's going to take time too. And so what he wanted to do instead was to bump his steps up to 10,000. And that's a great idea because he wants to eat, he wants the easy way. And there's nothing wrong with wanting the easy way. I think it's awesome. Because why? Why would I say that? Because the thing is, we need to do something that we can keep up doing. And for Wayne, he made the decision, ah, bumping up my steps in addition to the training that I'm doing with weights, that's totally doable for me. And so that's what we implemented. And then his weight started coming down. You see how that works? But he could have increased the amount of exercise that he did. We would have added cardio. He could have lowered the energy. He could have um, increased the amount of lean protein and fibrous vegetables that he's eating. And of course, percentage-wise, right? We're not going to have him eat more calories. We're going to have him out of the calories he's already eating, eating more protein and fiber, fibrous veggies, not taking Metamucil. So hearing that, what I want you to do is ask yourself right now, what do I need to tweak? What do I need to do? And I'll tell you again, let me give you an action plan here. Track your nutrition in MyFitnessPal. That will tell you how many calories you're eating. See how many steps you're averaging per day. You already know how many times you're working out. And then Based on that, where can you cut back or add? Cut back on the food, add on the exercise or activity or uh, you know 
amount of protein or fibrous vegetables that you're eating. Now you have the plan. That's what I coach my clients on. And if you want me to coach you through this, to coach you through success, go and try and implement what I just told, told you because it will, it will even, even if you want to join my coaching group, it's going to help me because you already, I'm, I'm almost training you how to be a client right now. So, but try to do it on your own and see what results you get. And if you find that you're running into too many obstacles because the gap between where you are now and, and where you need to be to implement this stuff is just too big, that's when I come in. And if that's you, go to legendarylifeprogram.com slash apply and apply to become a client. And I'll, I'll hook you up with this. I'll guarantee your results. We'll get the data. And we will. what happens at the end of the coaching program is you learn and internally internalize these ideas. Not so that if you have to track your nutrition for the rest of your life, just so that you learn enough to understand how to manipulate these principles, how to pull these levers so that anytime where you like want to lose weight, you can say, oh, well, this is either I need to change my food, the amount of exercise I'm doing, the type of exercise that I'm doing, the amount of activity I'm doing, or the percentage of protein and fibrous vegetables that are in my diet. And again, if you want me to short to, to just take you through this experience, go to legendarylifeprogram.com slash apply. And in 12 weeks, we can have you down 20 to 30 pounds, depending on your level of commitment. If you're super committed, if you're pissed off with your lack of results and you're like, I'm ready to do something, just show me what to do. I will do it. Just teach me what, teach me the truth behind this. And not teach it to me in a podcast, but show me through experience. I've got your back. And you will come out with a better understanding of this than 99% of, uh, the fitness community that are all like, well, first you've got to do intermittent fasting and then you've got to do keto and then keto and intermittent fasting together. No, you don't. You don't have to do any of that. And you can go out and enjoy dessert with your wife or, or husband or split a bottle of wine occasionally. I will show you how to have your cake and eat it too, because that that's sustainable. And if that's what you're interested in, if you're a busy professional or an entrepreneur, I got your back. You know where to go. And before I leave, I just want to tell you, we will be having a, well, you know what? I'll see you on, on Real Talk Friday. So have an amazing week and I'll speak to you then.